Please don't hump my lamb. Dude, I am seven fingers in the Jim Beam. Get the fucking chili hot dog out of my face. Your next comedian coming to the stage. He's so funny. He's such a hoot. And making yeah, sure let me shove this well. baby out of my out of my juiced up jibs and then stoner and the fat man. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, pull up, everybody. <laughs> Hey folks, welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm Mark Poulos, uh, your host as always. Just me again. Joey Coco has gone back to New York to his dog walking business and his lady, Stoner and the Fat Man 2014, is complete. And uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed the ride. I hope you liked the ups and downs. We uh, broke through a lot of podcast barriers, I feel like. You know, we did recordings in the car from the side of the grand canyon and yellowstone and a hot tub we even did a podcast drunk so i'm sure it's probably been done but i thought it was pretty funny so i thought to uh, ease you back into the uh normal runnings of the unbridled enthusiasm podcast um uh this podcast is just going to be a uh a live show i recorded uh it's actually the last show of the tour uh, it's just me, uh, my set. I uh, I recorded a couple shows early in the tour just to kind of critique myself, and I realized I hadn't really done that much writing at all, so uh, I kind of wanted to push myself and wrote a ton of new stuff, and at the end of the tour I taped the show, and I was really happy on how it turned out and, and all the new material that's in there, so uh, I'm working on ton of other new stuff um just kind of focused on uh recording comedy album number five and uh uh, it's pretty exciting so uh this is a uh a full headline set of me from uh courtney's comedy club in fargo moorhead uh it's an amazing comedy club they they run it right there and love going back there so uh, if you're in the area like i said check it out uh, but coming up next is me live from Courtney's Comedy Club in Fargo, Moorhead. Enjoy it. We'll see you next time, guys. Uh, God bless. You're going for Joe, everybody, right? Yeah. Another hand for Joe Cocazello. Right? He's really high. Uh, does a lot of the drugs. <laughs> been stuck in the car for 20 hours with that guy. It's been interesting, <laughs> to say the least. I wish I had my period every once in a while. I could send my wife to go get me masculine napkin sleeves. And feel the embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> drive around North Dakota a bunch this week and uh, I gotta tell you some of the cities up here they smell like shit and uh, I don't know what's going on tell you the truth we need to start crop dusting some of these towns with Febreze that's what we need to do smell a little fresh fresher <laughs> driving a bunch seeing the, you know, the sights we were down in Vegas and uh, I don't know if you've been to Vegas, but it's an interesting town. 
lot of strange things happened there. We were driving around the city. We caught a commercial for a strip club down there. And in case you're interested, if you're ever in the area, Monday nights at Polecats, all you can eat crab legs. Yeah, that's a real thing that's happening. Who's the marketing genius behind that idea? Could we pick the messier food? And who's eating in a strip club? I miss something here? I've never had any of my friends been like, you know who has the best lasagna? Titty twisters down the road. You ever uh, popped in there for their lunch buffet? You ever been in there? I'm a fat guy. I love to eat, but I want to keep those things separate. I, just, I don't know. I've just never been watching a lady strip on stage and been like, man, I could really go for some Southwest egg rolls right now. Don't get it. I was out in Detroit a couple weeks ago, and uh, if you get a chance to visit Detroit, you should probably go to a different city. Uh, that place is physically burning to the ground right now. I think that's where they filmed The Walking Dead. Uh, it's a pretty scary city. There's a real thin line between having a good time and getting stabbed in Detroit. Is a, don't go down the wrong alley. <laughs> oh, what's happening? That, oh, that guy's choking a dog. Okay. Uh, frightening world we live in, man. People always ask me, like, aren't you scared, you know, because I travel all the time and I'm out there by myself. And I was like, no, I'm not really scared, you know, because I don't help people ever. No. I'm not a good Samaritan at all. If I pull into a rest stop and there's a guy laying on the ground, they're like, man, I hope somebody helps him. Because listen, 99% of the time, that's somebody that actually needs help, okay? But there's that 1% of the time where it's like Bob the Ripper, you know? And this is his thing, you know? <laughs> He pretends he's dead, and then you go to help him, and then he stabs you in the kidney, you know? And I don't have time for that. <laughs> I'm not the guy who's strolling through a dark city and somebody yells from the alley, hey, come help my wife. I don't run down there, you know, like I'm a superhero. Like, I'll call somebody. Because I know in my luck, I'd go down the alley, and his wife would be just a trash bag with a wig on it, you know? Now I'm tied up in the back of his car. He's taking me someplace to do stuff to my butt. And uh, that's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. That's all I'm doing. Because <laughs> I feel like people are naive, you know? They believe that everybody's a good person. There's bad people out there, man. You gotta use your head, you know? Like I was, I was at a, staying at a motel one time, horrible motel, but I was just trying to save money and it was one night. I check in like an hour later, somebody's knocking on my door and uh, I'm not expecting anybody. So they were knocking on the door, I was like, yeah. And he's like, open the door. And I was like, nope. <laughs> and it seemed like it surprised him, like this had never not worked. <laughs> he was like, what? And I was like, I don't, I don't know anybody in this town, so I'm just gonna not open the door. <laughs> he's like, you're not the least bit curious who this is? And I was like, no, not at all. I don't know. Then he got all angry. He's like, open this door. I'm like, dude, the swing lock's engaged. I'm all good in here. He's like, I could break a window. He's like, oh, shit. He's coming in here. It's a weird world, man. And I don't know what it is about me, but every time I try to do something, something weird always happens, man. I was at a club a couple weeks ago, and I had to use the restroom, and I went in there. It's the first night I've been there. It's men's room. Three toilet stalls. None of them have doors on them. I'm like, well, this is great. Because uh, there's nothing I enjoy more than pooping. And making eye contact with strangers. 
How you doing? Good? How am I doing? Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but I had to shit so bad, I didn't care that this toilet didn't have a door on I had to go so fast and so violent, I didn't even have four minutes to find a proper toilet. That had a door that shut and locked. I just started laughing at all the people getting startled seeing me sitting on the toilet. They never seen a human pooping before. Yeah, I'll be right there, Bob. Oh, shit. Started feeling bad for people, you know. You know give them a heads up. I'd hear that bathroom door squeak open. I'd be like, I'm shitting in here. It's a grown man on toilet. No door. See everything. It's pretty jarring. It happens a lot, though. Maybe it's just me being a comic that I just notice stuff other people don't, you know? I don't know what it is. Like, I went to IHOP with a bunch of buddies that were in town, and it was late night, you know? Our waitress was doing a great job, but literally had the biggest breasts I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I had no idea how she was still standing upright. I mean, her boobs were coming out of the kitchen five minutes before she was. It was just, just a ludicrous amount of boobs. And I just jokingly blurted out, how much to see those? She didn't even hesitate. She was like, $41. And I was like, that's a very specific amount of money. And she was like, I just mailed my gas bill and that check isn't gonna clear. So I need $41. I can stop laughing. I'm like, you're about to pull your tits out in a pancake house. And you have no interest in 50 to make $9. Like, you just wanna cover your gas bill. That's so I wrote her a check, and I was like, listen, wait till Monday, wait till Monday. <laughs> that, was a pretty, that was a pretty good breakfast. I don't, I don't know if you can get much better than flapjacks and tits. I don't think you can. I think that's the creme de la creme. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, man, you need to change the slogan of IHOP tonight from whatever it is now to come to IHOP for flapjacks and tits. <laughs> need that catchy jingle. <laughs> You flip on the TV. Hey, new at IHOP. Flapjacks and tits. <laughs> Just some lady pouring syrup all over herself. Flapjacks and tits. You're like, what is this? <laughs> Let's go there. I like singing. I like singing that. I think because somebody's gonna be singing it on the ride home tonight, and I. Uh, that's what I love about this job. <laughs> My show has lakes. You know, you'll be rolling out of here, be like, what a fun night, man. Somebody in the back seat's like. Flapjacks and tits! Like, ah, he got ya! Let's go get some pancakes. <laughs> I told a joke one time, this lady stops me after the show, it's a completely true story. She was like, she was like, you were great, that was so much fun. And that one joke was killing me, we were singing, and you were like, flapjacks and dicks! I was like, dicks? <laughs> I didn't say dicks. <laughs> and her, her husband's like, I'm so sorry, she's so drunk. Yeah. We take her home and give her waffles and cock. I was like, what? I want to party with you guys, okay? Crazy sex breakfast drop you got planned for later. Time for pigs and blanket. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Telling you, man, put your phones down for like five minutes. Look around. You realize how much funny shit is happening on a daily basis. I laughed my ass off the other day watching an old lady trying to get money out of a red box. Yeah. 
She thought it was a giant red ATM. It was like the best part of my day. He's like, I just want money. Why does he keep giving me movies? I, just, I don't understand why old people and technology is so funny to me, but it's moving lightning fast right now. And watching them try to figure shit out, it's pretty funny, man. I watched an old lady try to unlock her car with her cell phone for like 15 minutes. It was great. Even stuff we take for granted, man. I was at a gas station. I glance over. There's an old man screaming at a gas pump like it was a futuristic robot going, Hey! Help me! And all I hear is the guy inside. He's like, I said, come in here. In here. And I'll explain how to do it, sir. And he was like, come in where? I felt the need to go help him when I saw him try to slide a check into the credit card swipe, bro. I was like, sir, I don't know if I can go on the rest of my day knowing that you are still here screaming at this gas pump. Please let me help you. The best part of the whole story is he's got one of these old cars where the gas tank is behind the back license plate. You ever seen these cars? I hadn't. We were just wandering around this car together like, where the fuck is this thing? I was like, is this a DeLorean? Couldn't figure it out. I felt like a dumbass. I'm like, came over to help him, and I couldn't figure it out. He was like, I'm so sorry, sir. He's like, thanks a lot, asshole. And I was like, why are you getting so angry? Okay, I'm not the guy who bought a car without a gas tank. I mean, uh, that must have been the fastest talking car salesman in history. Sir, you look like a guy who likes a deal, and I got a deal for you. There's a car right over here. It doesn't have a gas tank, but you don't care. You're old. You're gonna die. I'm like, oh. I guess you're right. <laughs> I'll take it. I just need one more tank of gas to love that. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. I know. <laughs> Sorry. This lady's like, that is terrible. <laughs> it is a pretty terrible joke. It's a weird world we live in, man. So much crazy shit going on right now, isn't there? I love that new uh, reality show on CNN they got going on right now called uh, Where's the Blame? That's a great show that they got on 17 hours a day. Everybody's an expert. All right, Bob, we're here with this guy who flies model airplanes near McDonald's. Uh, so what is your theory on the crash? And why are you... <laughs> I think it's in a cornfield in Kazakhstan. Like, oh, all right. You heard it here first. The plane is in Kazakhstan. From Jim who flies model airplanes around McDonald's. I just can't deal with this. Everybody's speculating. It's like, come on, you don't know shit. You still don't know shit. This happened like 40 days ago. Well, I don't know. Was it 20? Something like that. TV's just getting ridiculous. Because you flip that off and all that's left is more reality shows. That's all it is, right? More reality shows and medication commercials. That's all we got left, right? And they're getting ridiculous, man. I just I don't understand them. And I watch a lot of late night TV too and they got thousands of KY jelly commercials on. I just I think we understand that there's sex jelly out there and people need it, okay? I don't know why I need to be bombarded with the commercials, you know? They're so excited to let you know it's now waterproof. Listen, ladies, if your vagina is still dry, even when it's submersed in water, you need to see your doctor, okay? That's not normal, okay? If you're climbing into bodies of water and they're going down two inches, <laughs> you need to seek professional help with your undercarriage got some kind of pussy quicksand thing going on that I don't even understand how it's possible. 
We're so obsessed with men's boners all the time. What? Why do we need so many boner pills? The new one's killing me. It's on, uh, they usually advertise it on satellite radio. It's called Code Red 7. It's a real product. Google it. Apparently Mountain Dew is making boner pills now. Code Red 7. But apparently their claim is, the way they're trying to push out Cialis and Viagra, is they're saying that if you take Code Red 7, you'll have an erection in seven seconds. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> All the blood in your body shooting at your genitals in seven seconds. Wouldn't you pass out? <laughs> Maybe that's the point, you know? Maybe it was made by a woman. <laughs> I thought he'd never shut up. <laughs> but seven seconds? Who needs a boner in seven seconds? That, that sounds like a very demanding woman. Get a boner right now! <laughs> Tiny time frame there, you know. She could she could very well change her mind in seven seconds. Nah, I'm not into it anymore. I'm like, I got a boner for four hours. Does anybody need to hang a coat? I, <laughs> I think the one that makes me laugh the most has got to be that Restasis eyedropper commercial. Have you seen that one? At the end, some lady in a lab coat's like, "Don't use this if you have eye herpes." Yeah. And she says it so nonchalant, like we all know about eye herpes. I was like, huh? I'm sorry, there's people walking around amongst us that have herpes in their eyes? How the hell do you get eye herpes? I'll tell you what, I ain't butterfly kissing anybody anymore, that's for sure. That's done. Especially if you're over in the corner going, why does it burn when I cry? Like, oh shit. You got that eye herpes. Some of that restasis. <laughs> I just okay. Like every pill that comes out to help us, diarrhea is always a side effect. Have you noticed that? Is anyone else concerned that these companies have somehow decided to not cure us of anything anymore? They're just going to give us diarrhea to take our mind off of our problems. Yeah. Because I don't know how it is in your world, but when I shit my pants, that takes precedence over anything else that's going on at that moment. Mental or physical, you know? Don't act like nobody shits their pants anymore. It happens all the time, okay? You see somebody driving home in a Jeep and they don't have any pants on. You know what happened. You're strolling out of the bathroom and there's underwear in the trash can. Something bad happened in that bathroom. And I don't think there's anything worse than shitting your pants in the bathroom. It's, you're like, no! If you're in the grocery store and you come across a cart plumb full of groceries abandoned, you take a moment of silence next to that grocery cart for what went down in the cookie cracker aisle, okay? <laughs> Just a, TV's such a waste of time, man. Shut it off. It's rotting our brains. Go outside. Experience life, you know? Go to Walmart. It's always fun. <laughs> What is happening in Walmart? Seriously? I just don't get why every other shopping chain, everything's fine. You walk into Walmart, it's just a carnival in there, man. I mean, the shit you see in there, it's undescribable. I walked in there one night, there was a lady shopping, she didn't have a care in the world. She wasn't, she wasn't even wearing a shirt. She had just pulled her sweatpants up over her boobs. That's what she was wearing. And I was like, you better be here to buy a shirt. And she was like, 
And all she had in her cart were peeps. That's all she had in her cart. <laughs> this lady's wearing sweatpants as a dress. She's got a cart full of peeps. That's a level of insanity I can't even wrap my head around. <laughs> but I go to them everywhere, man. Go to Walmart everywhere because I want to see what's going on. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to one in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and uh, strolled in there, and I uh, caught a glimpse of a man arguing with security over their shirts and shoes policy, trying to convince them that uh, because the suspenders he was wearing were covering his nipples, it was as good as a shirt. Best part of that argument, he's not wearing shoes. So, even if he climbs over the nipple suspender argument, he's still getting thrown out over no shoes. Best thing I ever saw though, I, uh, at Walmart sometimes, I go there late at night and I was in there, it was kind of deserted. There was just one guy shopping and all he was wearing was a Snuggie. That's all he was wearing. And if that doesn't cry, I give up, I don't know what does. I think it's pretty clear, if you leave your house in flip-flops and a blanket with sleeves, you've given up. Okay. But it was late and I was wasted. I was like, is that a wizard buying fiber bars? You see this guy, right? Okay. Thought I somehow wandered into the wizard Walmart. <laughs> then he got everybody lined up to use the self-checkout lane, right? Check your own groceries out. What a fun time. It's a waste of time. There's like 10 cashiers doing nothing now. They're all tweeting and updating their Facebooks. We're all checking our own groceries out like it's a cashier fantasy camp. And they're like, hey, I feel like a cashier. <laughs> this is so much fun. It's stupid. Grocery stores don't need self-checkout lanes. They have cashiers. Horn shops need self-checkout lanes. Let's, you know, <laughs> let's use them where they're needed, okay? You put a self-checkout lane in a porno shop, their sales are gonna skyrocket, okay? Just imagine not having to make awkward eye contact with somebody when you're buying a rubber fist and a blow up sheet. <laughs> Best ever! Nobody knows how weird I am. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if they put it in and they made it talk just to mess with people. That would be great. Like, ooh, a self-checkout lane. Beep, anal beads. Like, oh shit. Just doing a price check. <laughs> Is this not a necklace? I was under the impression this was a Wilma Flintstone replica necklace. Is that not, uh, I might be in the wrong store. So many nice people here tonight. I doubt many of you ever frequented a porn shop before, but uh, I'll let you in on a secret. The hardest part of the whole thing is trying to chit-chat with the cashier as you're checking out with all these weird sex items. It's the most forced conversation in history. You know? Put that giant vibrator up there, and you're like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> what's that? Oh, yeah. It's, it's mom's birthday. You know, she, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she loves rabbits, and uh, I like this birthday Easter crossover gift I got, got going for her. It's just so silly because, like, the hardest part, you know, it's embarrassing to be in one of these stores. You would think the cashiers would understand that. Just check your stuff out and let you go, but they're all chatty Cathy's. 
One was trying to upsell me warranties on all the sex toys I was buying. I was like, a warranty? He's like, yeah, you break it, bring it back, we'll fix it. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. I just like to get stuck behind that guy in line. He's trying to get his vibrator serviced under his warranty plan. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I bought this six weeks ago. And it's not, uh... I tell you what, my wife is pissed, so, so fix it up, you know, get your, uh, get your creep squad out here and fix it up, whatever you got going on here. that blow your mind if they had a creep squad, like, it's just like Best Buy's Geek Squad, it's just, just one guy named Dick, Dick! It's got a lot of water damage. You're gonna need a fresh one. <laughs> porn shops are just funny places, man. I was in Minot, North Dakota one time, and there was a porn shop right next to my hotel. And I was just like, ah, whatever. So I go in there, just kind of thumbing through the movies, and I found one I liked, and I went up to the register, and the lady took it, and she went, woo, someone's got an eye for savings. This is 30% off. How would I know that? Like, I don't have an eye for savings. I have an eye for Asians, so <laughs> boop, boop. let's get out of here. <laughs> it's like you glance around in these places, you're just like, man, there's so many weird people out there, and they like some strange things in the bedroom. You know, they call themselves freaky. That's what they call themselves, right? And I'm not freaky at all. I don't like a lot of crazy shit going on when I'm naked. Okay, let's just keep it normal. Okay, I don't know if you've had sex before, but it's pretty awesome. Like I don't. I don't know why we have to both dress up like Klingons to kick this up a notch. I just, I don't know why me hanging from the chandelier is gonna make this any better, you know? Just keep it normal, man. But what makes me laugh is like, there's gotta be, you know, cause freaky's a very subjective word. There's gotta be people that are like a two on the freaky scale and people are like a 67, you know? And when they get together, they're both using the same word, but it's quite a different word for each person, you know? One person's like, you know, I like, uh, thing I like the most is sex in the bathtub. Kind of freaky, you know? Yeah, that sounds good. Right after that, uh, I want you to dress up like my mom and uh, catch, catch me masturbating and hit me with a fire poker. Like, what? What was that? Or are we not there yet? We're not there yet? Yeah, let's do your thing. Let's do your thing. <laughs> Just forget what I said. Such a, such a rigmarole. But it's just like, you know, because you don't know who you're with, you know? Because everybody's, everybody's fine for a little bit. Sometimes they just go right off the crazy edge of the world, you know? It's just like, you just don't know who you're... Because like early, I realized too early on in my sexual career that if a woman ever referred to something she, that she liked in the bedroom as weird, that never meant good. And I think that translates to every part of our life. I don't think the word weird has ever been good in any scenario. And I want you to think about that because I want you to take it with you tonight. So if you're ever at a friend's house and somebody just pops up, it's like anybody, uh, anybody want to go down the basement? See something weird with me? <laughs> Please don't go down there. I mean, as you hold, it's not going to be pirate treasure, okay? 
This is literally gonna be a tied up midget. That's all it's gonna be. Yeah, check it out, caught him in the pumpkin patch. Yeah. He was dressed like a leprechaun and ran real fast, but I caught him. Now he lives here and ties my shoes. I had it one time in college, I met this girl, and she said, uh, you know, before we go any further, I need to let you know that I have a weird vagina. And I was like, what? My brain was like, get out of here! Don't do it! But she seemed so innocent. I'm like, is there any way you can elaborate on why it's weird? And she was like, you're just gonna have to see it. I was like, nope. Because if there's no words that exist to describe what's wrong with it, like I have to see it with my own eyes. So it's in my nightmares for the rest of my life. I'm gonna tap out. <laughs> I mean, I obsessed about it for so long. Like, how weird could it have been? Yeah, it's like different color, weird, or stick my dick in. I'm not getting it back. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Got a pussy fly trap down there? What do you got? <laughs> I got the sex talk from my grandpa, who was senile. So that information was suspect. Or <laughs> he sat me down. He's like, Mark, women just like shelled peanuts. Some of them just pop right open. <laughs> Some of them, you really gotta work at it to get them open. Sometimes you get that weird one that tastes funny. I'm like, listen, Grandpa. <laughs> what the hell? We're in church, okay? Keep your voice down. <laughs> It's hard, man, you know, it's hard to find the right people, you know? A lot of stuff to help you nowadays if you're, you know, having trouble. A lot of books and TV shows and movies about relationships. Every magazine at the grocery store's got something to say about it. I don't know if we need 17 magazine. That seems like a waste of paper. Last month's article was 10 ways to please your man. 10 ways? 17, that could have been one way, you know? Just touch it. <laughs> I don't know how a 17-year-old touches a dick. <laughs> Cream machine! <laughs> it's probably more realistic she got a napkin. <laughs> like, uh, this is gross. <laughs> Isn't it funny how ladies evolve, you know? So innocent at 17, you know? Guarded by the world. Then you hook up with a 48-year-old that's just been <laughs> hardened by the outer world. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? And then they're like, like hey. What happened to gentle and caress it? It's not a plunger for Christ's sakes. Let's put some lotion on that dry hand. Holy shit. Just exfoliated my entire penis, you crazy lady. That was the last time I picked a bunny body in Applebee's, I'll tell you that. Two for twenty is not a good thing. It's tough though, man. Been married for two years. It's been pretty cool, man. Congrats on the 52. That's crazy. <laughs> What's the secret? Keep it quiet. Understand. I got you. I got you. Understand. <laughs> just. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been amazing, man. I just uh, had my first kid uh, about nine months ago. She was a baby girl. She's doing good. Yeah. It's an amazing thing, man. You know, my wife told me she was pregnant, and uh, we were all excited, and then when it kind of quieted down, I was like, honey, this is so great, but I just want to let you know that I'm sorry, because you are about to have the biggest baby in the history of babies. So, 
you might want to stretch out. You know, <laughs> six foot seven, three fifty. There's no way that's going to be a tiny baby. So, and she was born uh, two months premature, but she's doing great. She's uh, she's nine months old. She's already wearing eighteen month old clothes, <laughs> and her her head's in the hundred fifteenth percentile. So, but she came out two months early. She was already six pounds and twenty inches long. Yeah, they pulled her out of my wife, and she went, "Oh my God, I can't even fathom." If I had taken her to full term, it's like, yeah, she would have climbed out of your mouth. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Giant baby. <laughs> Such a big noggin that baby's got. We took her to the doctor and he went, oh, she's got a little torticollis. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a condition where babies' uh, heads kind of list to one way, so you got to do like physical therapy with them. And I looked at the doctor, and I'm like, no shit, she's got torticollis. Look at that knocking. She's like a walking candied apple. Yeah. I'm sure at some point her body's going to catch up, but right now it's like, what's happening here? What's this big thing out here? It's tough, though, those first couple weeks, right? They don't sleep at all. you got to feed them all the time. And I've never lost four days of sleep in a row before. And I got to tell you, man, you lose four days in a row, you start talking some crazy shit, Okay. I remember standing in my kitchen staring right at my wife like, listen, this is what we need to do, okay? We're going to put one of those guinea pig water bottle things on the side of her crib, okay? We're going to fill it up with formula, okay? At some point, she's going to figure it out. We're going to get some fucking sleep, okay? And she was like, that is so crazy it might work. <laughs> All right. High five. We're going to bed. <laughs> it is fun being married, you know? You get those, you know, those <laughs> you get comfortable around each other, you know. Like, I'll tell you one thing. Guys are disgusting, okay? We all know this, you know. We scratch our balls in the summer, you know. We're just like, smell this. You know, we do that all the time. <laughs> but I will tell you one thing that women have over guys 100%, and that is the smell of a fart. Like, I don't understand why they smell so bad. Like, do you hold them in for so long that they, like, they ferment inside of you or something? Oh my God. My wife let a couple go one time and they were so bad. I had to put Vicks Vapor up, up my nostrils just to go to sleep that night. This is a true story. And what's funny is the next day, I love watching uh, uh, The First 48. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. I love watching that show. So I'm watching that show and it turns out that that's what homicide detectives do is they put fixed vapor up up their nostrils to investigate corpses. My wife's farts were as bad as a dead body, people. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I could not go to bed without the fixed vapor up of my schnozzle. And she's gonna hate that I've started telling this joke. It only happened a couple weeks ago. My whole family's crazy, too. My mom, she's, uh, she's hilarious. She's always got an idea for me for my show. She's like, you know what she should do? She should go to nursing homes and tell jokes. They would love it. I was like, what jokes am I be telling at a nursing home? She's like, just talk about how bad your day was. They can relate. I was like, no matter how bad my day was, theirs was a shit ton worse, okay? I'd be on stage all cocky, like, yeah, my tire blew. I had to stand outside a row for an hour. A pretty tough day. How was your day, old lady? I fell off the toilet and lay there for three hours. Like, oh shit. That's a tough day. That's a tough day. You might want to get out of here. Because this place sounds horrible. Did you lay on the floor for three hours and nobody found you? She 
just joined Facebook too, which would drive me insane. She's got no sense of sarcasm. She doesn't understand that people put funny pictures on Facebook. She thinks they're all real. <laughs> I remember one time I came home and uh, me and my wife, we have this uh, giant cat. He's like 22 pounds. He's a, he's a Maine Coon. And uh, we came in and he was passed out in the recycling. And all the recycling was were beer cans at the time. So I thought it was hilarious, you know? I took a picture, put it on Facebook. I was like, slow down, Mr. Burgundy, it's Wednesday. <laughs> her comment, all caps, completely serious, beer is bad for cats. That was her comment. <laughs> then she liked her own comment. I was like, listen, old lady, this ain't the old West, okay? I will block you off my page. <laughs> I think the best was that uh, she couldn't figure out for the first couple weeks how to comment on people's status updates. So her status updates were just all the comments for other people's status updates. I kind of love the insanity of that, that she thought people would come to her page and figure out what status updates, what, what was status updates. But I was logging on every day thinking that she was having a stroke because none of it made any sense. Like, I log on and her status update was, look at that face. <laughs> Next day, two puppies? <laughs> Question mark. The third day was the best. I don't know about you, Sally, but I like it in my mouth. That was one of her status updates. <laughs> I sure hope to hell you're talking about popsicles, Mom. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad, though, that she joined when I was 37 married with a kid. Because I can't imagine what it's like for young people nowadays, where you wake up and your mom wants to be your friend on Facebook. It's, it's got to be a tough decision, you know? <laughs> Just hyperventilating and staring at the friend room because like, nope. I got to clean up a lot of shit on my page before that happens. So I think back to the shit I was doing when I was 21, and if it was plastered all over Facebook and my mom was reading about it, it'd have to be awkward, you know? Down to Panama City, hoping for a threesome. <laughs> you can do it, Marky. Oh, Mom. <laughs> I just threw up in a shoe and I'm still drinking. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> yeah. People like Facebook. I, I'm not on Twitter. A lot of people ask about on Twitter. I, uh, I got in trouble on there because uh, I logged on one day and there was a bunch of tweets from Wells Fargo in my timeline. And I don't follow Wells Fargo. So I was like, I don't even know what this is. So I started tweeting them back thinly veiled questions on how to rob the bank. And uh, apparently that's against the law. I, I thought it was hilarious. Hey, at Wells Fargo, what doors the money truck pull up to? Any of the security guards got a bad hip? I got in a little bit more trouble when I changed my profile pic to me wearing a ski mask. And I tweeted, I'm coming. That's what I tweeted. And shit got real when I checked in at the bank. They were like, what? Is this the most brazen bank robbery we've ever dealt with? Is this fucker live tweeting a bank robbery right now? Guns out, hands up, at robbery. Just remember largedrunkman.com if you wanna. That's my website if you wanna check my stuff out online. I also do a podcast every Wednesday on iTunes called Unbridled Enthusiasm. Joe's been on there the last couple weeks. And uh, he's been drunk every day. So <laughs> they're pretty funny. So check them out if you're offline there. Tell you about uh, a couple things I got for sale after the show. I, uh, I saw a couple comedy albums. Uh, they're both about 80 minutes long. If you buy one, I sign it. Anyway, it's worth an extra quarter. It's pretty nice. 
goes right in your pocket. <laughs> uh, if you're not much of a funny uh, CD type of person, you want a, a funny shirt, I sell a couple after the show that go with my, uh, my act. Uh, just make, you know, like gas money or in case my daughter wants to go to a reasonably priced two-year college. Uh, we're hoping for a scholarship, because you know, she's going to be nine feet tall. So I'm sure some school is going to need a giant blocking lady. <laughs> She's all state, and all she does is move her arm. Ah! I love that kid. <laughs> so yeah, I sell these after the show. Uh, I just say uh, Creep Squad on the front of it. See, uh, that is the Geek Squad logo, so you, uh, you might want to buy one of these quick. Because uh, I'm assuming when they find out, I probably won't be selling these anymore. <laughs> this might be a collector's item, you never know. Snatch one of those up. I also sell this shirt. This one's doing pretty good. This is the official uh, Flapjacks and Tit shirt. If anybody likes boobs and pancakes, make sure you snatch one of these up. And if you're wondering, the Waffles and Cock shirt is in process. Uh, it just went to print last week. It's just uh, on the front of it is a giant rooster eating a bunch of waffles. And then on the back of it, it says, for the lady who enjoys an early riser. That's what it says. It's pretty good. I see that shirt selling a bunch. So check out largedrunkmen.com next couple weeks. It'll be up there. So, uh, Yeah, so check out. Check out. I also take uh, cash or credit cards. I know a lot of people don't have cash. So. Uh, before I do my last chunk of material, another round of applause for Joe, the MC, and Joe Cocazella, my openers. And for your weight staff, make sure you're tipping your weight staff because they're working really hard for you tonight. Getting you wasted. People always ask me, like, after the show to go out and have a couple of drinks or something. And I'm fine. That's fine with me. I just don't like the bar scene, per se, because, you know, every time I go to a bar someplace, somebody wants to fight me, you know, because I'm, I'm a giant man. You know? I just don't know at what point in my life I became an asshole's 12-point buck. You there he is, the golden goose. Don't spook him, don't spook him. He's leaving, quick rub pee on yourself. <laughs> I haven't hunted a day in my life and I've never understood that whole deer pee thing. And I had a friend who broke it down for me one time. He was like, don't be an idiot, all right? It's not piss, okay? It's called doe scent. So apparently there was a guy in a laboratory whose entire job was to encompass the smell of a female deer that wanted some wang. Like, that was his job. You put on a jacket and a name tag every day and be like, nope. There it is. <laughs> How does he know what it smells like? It'd be funny if they did that to guys, right? <laughs> We're just strolling through a bar like, woo! Smells like Yankee candles and stripper perfume back here. And some, some ladies want some wang. Oh no. <laughs> she got me. <laughs> but they always want to fight, and it's just funny to me because I'm a complete oxymoron. You know, I'm this big, but I'm really weak, and I'm a pussy. I uh, terrified of clowns and spiders. And, uh, God forbid a clown spider shows up, I would die. That's the day I die. Drives a tiny car into my kitchen. Just starts juggling with his weird eight arms. I'd be done. I'm scared of ghosts. 
such a scaredy cat. I feel so sorry for my daughter when she gets to that age where she's like, Daddy, there's a monster in my closet. Let's get the fuck out of here! I don't do monsters. Let's get mama. She gets the spiders for daddy. But they're always in your face and like I've never been in a fight. I've never been trained to fight. I've never thrown a punch. I'm just trying to get across to you. If you see me outside later and I'm in trouble, I need help, okay? Don't just drive away and be like, he's big, he's got it. I don't got it, okay? The minute I gotta aim my fist at someone's face, it's getting queer quick, okay? <laughs> that do anything? I know if they throw a punch at me, I'm gonna duck it and grab them, <laughs> start tickling them. I just feel like a fight can't survive a tickling. That's my thought. <laughs> what the hell is this? But I feel like kind of less of a man that I don't know how to fight. So I've been, uh, been training, you know, focusing kind of on the craft of boxing. Mostly I've been uh, training on Wii boxing, so that's been going pretty good. <laughs> how is that boxing? It's so stupid. How's, this gonna, how's that gonna help me in a real fight? <laughs> like, all right, you wanna do this, come closer. Get in here. <laughs> you ever play the Wii with somebody who's figured out how to do it without even standing up? How lazy are these assholes? No the points, get up, get some exercise. They're fucking laying in the corner. Beating your ass and bowling. Like, what's going on here? I like when you play it for an hour and that screen pops up. You ever see that screen? Basically says, uh, why don't you go outside, fatty? <laughs> Take a break, that's what it says. How did they sneak that into a gaming system? I still don't understand. I like to think that there was like some big executive meeting over at Nintendo and they're all high five and that they've come up with this amazing thing. And right when they're about to ship it, some lady wanders in, you know guys, we gotta put a thing in there and say go outside and they're gonna die. <laughs> Who's this bitch? <laughs> that's something we love nowadays, man. We love warning labels. They are on everything, doors. Frozen pizza? Do we need a warning label on frozen pizza? It's a warning, cook it before you eat it. Who the hell is eating a frozen pizza directly out of the freezer? Man, this thing is shit. You gotta cook it, Hank. Oh, all right, that makes sense. I think the best one I saw was on a condom wrapper. You ever seen that one? It just makes me laugh. It says, warning, if you put this condom on wrong, discard it immediately and get a new one. And I was like, who's ever done that? <laughs> We're in a recession. <laughs> Condoms are expensive. We're throwing them away all willy-nilly. What are you talking about? That warning label should read, if, uh, if you put this condom on wrong, rinse it and flip it over. That's what it should say. <laughs> Save your four bucks, okay? <laughs> Am I right? I saw one sign down on a gas pump in Florida and it said, uh, warning, don't drink the gas. I didn't realize people were drinking gasoline. <laughs> At these prices? Are they out of the fucking mind? <laughs> that blow your mind tomorrow? You're trying to fill up, and the guy next to you is like, man, I'm really parched. Uh, drink some of this gasoline. <laughs> I do love this job. I love it. I've had a lot of strange jobs before. And I worked uh, front desk of a Super 8 for a while, and uh, it was kind of an odd job. People come and ask for things, there's no reason a Super 8 would ever happen. Some guy was like, hey kid, can you validate me? I was like, you make a difference. 
<laughs> One guy called down and asked if we had turn down service at Super 8. I don't know if you know what this is, but like fancy five-star hotels, at night the maids will come by, they turn your bed down, they warm it up, and they give you candy. It's pretty sweet, but not something Super 8 has. But I was bored. So. Just went up there, got in bed with him, gave him an M&M, so it was pretty cool. It was all right. He's like, man, this place is full service. I'm like, you're damn right, brother. Turn on Sports Center. I think the oddest job I had was uh, I dealt blackjack at Mystic Lake down there for a while. It was on the graveyard shift. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a casino at like four in the morning, but there's some weird people wandering around a casino at four in the morning, man. I had one lady come in, it's like three in the morning. I, nobody's gambling at my table. She starts walking up. She's got a neck brace on, an arm brace, and a leg brace. She starts coming up to my blackjack table, and I was like, I was like, wait, really? So you're gonna start gambling now. It looks like your luck is spread a little thin there, lady, okay? Might I suggest heading home and eating some shamrocks and rubbing some rabbit's feet and trying to turn this shit around. <laughs> she lost all her money. <laughs> I got fired from that job. I got fired. Because it was obviously a Native American-run casino, and I asked them why we didn't get Columbus Day off. And they, uh... <laughs> Come on, people! This is the smart joke section. Get on board! Was it too soon? That was 1492. Come on. The actual, the actual story is I got fired because uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a Mystic Lake, but there was a lot of Asian people that gamble there. And I got fired because I thought it would be hilarious to come in on Halloween dressed as Godzilla. And I was just chasing people through the casino. They were so pissed. Like, you are fired! Ah, come on. I was like, why? Like, you're dressed like a lizard chasing Asian people. And you're wearing a shirt that says Asians taste like chicken. I'm like, ah, well. It's just an assumption. I don't But I got worried, you know, they call me a racist, and I'm not, I don't have a racist bone in my body, but I got worried because sometimes I say stuff quick, and I'm like, people taking it the wrong way? You know, like I was at a Vikings-Packers game, and there was a, like, three rows down from us, there was a whole tourist group from Japan. They were all wearing those cheese heads, and I'm just rolling. Everybody's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, oh, I don't know, the cheese nips? And I love... <laughs> I love those crackers, and... Uh, <laughs> I should let I should let you know I've never left a job of my own accord. Uh, I've always been fired, and I'm convinced that's the way to leave a job is to get fired. But you got to do something cool to get fired. Don't half-ass it. You know? Do something they're going to talk about the next day. Go as far as being the legendary story of that job. Then when anybody new starts, they have to tell that story because it's just so crazy, you know? Like, yeah, there was a guy working here last summer, just out of nowhere. We're eating lunch, he jumps up, freaks out, runs all the way in the boss's office and puts his balls on his face. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, today that guy is still my hero. 
Because I tell you what, there's nothing that says I'm done more than teabagging the top guy, okay? <laughs> right? I don't think there is anyway. And he's like, I think at some point he dumped sugar in his pants and screamed sweet teabag. Like, I don't even know. This guy was on another stratosphere. I don't even know what he was doing. That's just, that's just an idea for the guys. I don't, I don't think the ladies could do the same thing to get fired because you wouldn't get fired. You probably... You'd run that joint the next day. <laughs> Explain to me again why Sally the janitor is vice president. And why there's sugar all over your head. <laughs> it was a good morning. <laughs> oh, I gotta get out of here. Did you have fun tonight, guys? Did you have fun? Yeah? Stick around. I got to... They got karaoke out there. You can watch your friends be idiots. I love karaoke. Sometimes I'll sing karaoke and I'll just like talk through the song and people get so mad. You know? Have you ever been to a karaoke night where people are like really serious about the karaoke? Yes. I went to, I went to one and I was like, uh, this guy, he sang a song and he did really well. And I was like, man, that was cool. Let me buy you a drink. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't drink on show night. <laughs> I think that they don't take it too seriously here, so get out there and, and sing it up, as they say. But yeah, I uh, married a couple years. I, you know, it's funny. It's like I don't know if any other guys like this with me, but like when I was younger and it was the first couple relationships I was in, and and I was having sex with girls, like I let a lot of stuff go because uh, I was getting sex. Like I don't know if any other, like yeah, she steals from me, but uh, we're doing things, so. I think she sold my cat to the neighbors, but it's getting crazy in here. So I'm all right. But it's like you deal with a lot of stuff. Like I was dating a girl in college who had that ADD stuff, right, where you can't concentrate. And I was like, it can't be that big of a deal. And then we had sex, and that was the most annoying sex I've ever been involved in. Like halfway through it, she would leave. You know, I was like, <laughs> like this is good. Where are you going? I'm going to mail some letters. Uh, right now? I got a package that needs to be delivered right here, okay? And if it fits, it ships. So, back in here. <laughs> the oddest girl I was ever with, her thing was like we would climb into bed and I would touch her and she was done. Like she would have eight second orgasms. It was just the strangest thing. And my buddies would give me shit. They're like, I'm sorry, are you complaining about that? Because that sounds awesome. I was like, it is awesome for her, but for me, it's a little weird, you know? She's done. It's not even like we're having sex anymore. It's like I'm climbing a rock wall and she's cheering me on. <laughs> Look at this guy go. All right. Hand me the paper. <laughs> I was like, obviously, I'm like telling my friends, I'm like, if I have a woman in front of me that's going to take eight seconds and the other one's going to take three hours, obviously I'm going to pick the eight seconds because I am out of shape. Okay. <laughs> three hours. I'm going to be in 11 minutes and be like, time out. Okay. My shoulder's out of the socket, my leg's cramping. Why don't you go sit on the washer for 10 minutes, okay? Warm it up. Is I gonna get a power bar and a Gatorade and try to tag back in, okay? I don't have an electrolyte left in my body, you crazy woman. What about those girls that almost get there and restart? That's a strange thing. They're so, so into it, it just shuts off, right? They're like, ah! You're like, was that it? Like, 
Almost. <laughs> you start to feel like you're at the carnival trying to ring that giant bell, but it just won't get up there. Yeah. You're like, dude, I'm hitting it as hard as I can. Uh, why the hell is it only going up halfway and come back down? Man, they're complicated, you know? Close to that orgasm, sometimes you have to do things to push them over the edge, and it's never normal, you know? Like, kiss me and I'm done. Like, no, it's always weird shit. Like, when I'm right on the edge, you gotta tickle my kneecap. You gotta tickle my kneecap, you gotta blow in my ear. You gotta swear at me in Spanish. This sounds like a really hard Sudoku puzzle. We do it because we want you to be happy, so we're like, oh, Kayate. Ah! Ah! <laughs> it'd be funny if guys were that complicated. I don't think it would ever happen, but it'd be kind of funny. You're like, listen, the only way I'm getting off is when I'm teetering right on the edge. You gotta punch my butt and poke me straight in the eyes. Like, I. <laughs> I don't know why it works, it just does. You know? Stop looking at me all weird, okay? But I'm right on the edge. Punch my butt. Poke me straight in the eyes. And go wash your hands, because I got eye herpes. Okay, I gotta go, guys, I'm Mark God bless you, thanks for going out tonight. Get some shirts, I'll be down the alley. So he's so hilarious. I want to just bring up to the stage a, a good friend of mine, someone that wouldn't be a dickhead and ruin a punk slide. I'm the only, you're the only person in the fucking audience to hunt. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, pull up, everybody. <laughs>